Hello, innovators. Hope you're all doing well today. Welcome back to the second episode of Caffeinated Innovation, Innovation Works podcast. We are in our first season and so excited that all of you are joining us to learn more about Innovation Works and the many companies in which we support across the region. In our second episode, Jen and I visited. Jan Lehigh and Jill Grunst with Alpine Packaging, located in North for Sales, and had our colleague Afshan Khan uh, join us as well. In this episode, we had a great opportunity to learn more about this local manufacturer who has really served this region to support the local economy, and now how they are working with many of our local startups to help create this new ecosystem where the startups and the manufacturers work together. Happy listening. So really excited that you guys wanted to join us for Caffeinated Innovation. Uh, today we're going to spend some time learning more about Alpine Packaging and really want to get to know the two of you, Jan and Jill, and how you came to lead this company. Uh, our understanding is it's a, a family-owned business. Uh, so that's what we're really to, looking to, to learn from you. And Afshan uh, from the Innovation Works team, we are excited to have you with us also to learn more about uh, the experience that you have had working with Alpine and how that relationship has really grown. Our first question for all of our guests is, what is your favorite form of caffeine? Mountain Dew. Mm. <laughs> okay. Wow. Mm. Okay. <laughs> That's really funny. So mine, so... Pam knows this already. Mine, I love this matcha that I like. No, it's like, it's this matcha powder. Oh, it's okay. like matcha tea. Okay. And it's this powder, and it has turmeric in it. Mm, yeah. I have, I, I have to say that when you first look at it, you think, is Jen drinking mud? <laughs> my favorite form of caffeine, as you can see, I'm a tea drinker. I actually don't enjoy coffee. Uh, I've never enjoyed the taste. So Earl Grey is my favorite type of tea. And I try to search for unique flavoring. That's... That's generally my go-to. And may we ask how you got the name? <laughs> so we actually have a morning series that we were calling Caffeinated Innovation, and the name just came out of, like, we wanted it to be in the morning, um, and we figured innovation morning and innovation, and coffee just popped into our heads because caffeine and startups and all of those things. And now we're transitioning the name to the podcast, and we're going to be calling our morning series Cafe Innovation, because there's more of a cafe in-person feel, and this is caffeinated innovation. Oops. Good. Started, nice. yeah. <laughs> so to start off this interview... Um, I was reading, we were both reading your website, and we love, like, your mission. We love that you're so, like, promoting that you're a woman-owned business and all of those things. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, the fact that your sister's running, like, a business together, um, and just the story about how Alpine Packaging started? Sure. Uh, we started, our parents started the business in 1972, and prior to starting the business, they pulled the three children together. We have an older brother. And asked, told us they wanted to start their own business and asked us if we would all want to be involved in a business after we go to college and after we work somewhere else. That was one of the priorities. Okay. And we all said yes. So they, they started this business in 72, and this used to be a nightclub here. We're on the parking lot of the Vogue Terrace nightclub. So I hope you have some dance parties here <laughs> when things get stressful, right? <laughs> It used to be um, the big bands of the 50s, and people had their weddings here. And unfortunately, in 
1963, Ginger Rogers was performing Annie Get Your Gun, and they had a um, fire in the kitchen, and the whole place burned down. So this was our father's grandmother's? Yes. Land. She owned the Property, land. yeah. And um, so he chose to build here. So when they started the company, of course, Jan and I and her brother were a part of it. Uh, we started out in the plant. We were doing uh, producing bags on a bag machine. Um, and also we would sweep the floors, you know, whatever needed to be done. We were out there in the plant working. Then eventually we made our way up, especially Jan. She stayed in the area. I went off to college to a different state. And so Jan was brought into the office, and she became a customer service rep for several years. Right. And then about, I think it was 2007, um, well, I, I came back to uh, the company in 1990, um, but Jan was here the whole time, and, and, and uh, she, she um, you moved up to be vice president then, right? Mm -hmm. You were vice president. Mm -hmm. So I came back um, in 2007, we more or less took over the business, and that's when we became uh, woman-owned, and uh, Janice is the president, I'm the treasurer. And I don't, I don't know if you know this or not, but we're twins. Mm -hmm. So we're best of friends. Yeah. Well, that's something I was going to ask because yeah, I have so much alike. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, it's really that's fantastic. When we walk in the work in the same color outfits. Almost the same. Yeah. And people are like, did you see your sister today? And I'm like, no. And they go, wow, you will. <laughs> well, that's remarkable. I'm sure having that kind of same approach and that same thinking, uh, you know, a process really is helpful. It's very helpful. To, you know, getting things done and to also advancing the business. Mm -hmm. Is there an example in, that you can cite, whether it's, you know, recent or even at the very beginning of you guys leading this together where you were really on the same page and something really phenomenal happened? Um, I mean, we, we, like, when it comes to, like, growth, like, new growth, new markets, uh, you know, it's funny, like, like I'll come up with a, an idea, and then Jen will say, I was just thinking of that, too. Yeah. You know, the same thing. So, um, yeah, I would, um, especially with the digital press, we, uh, we have two types of printing here. We have flexographic, and we have uh, digital um, printing. And uh, so we noticed our sales uh, was, was starting to go down a little bit, and we were discovering uh, a lot of our business was going to the digital business. Mm -hmm. And so we knew we had to do something. We had to get a digital press in here. So we belong to several organizations, and I handle the whole production end of the business, and Jill handles the finance. Which one thing I wanted to point out, which I think is kind of funny, is I graduated with a business education degree, so I taught accounting. And Jill graduated in a packaging engineering degree, and so she's done finance, and I'm doing the packaging. That's so funny. And I think that's how we complement each other, too, you know what I mean? Because she understands what I do and entrusts in me, mm -hmm. and I definitely entrust in Jill when it comes to the finances, and Jill, Jill does the marketing, too. So I think that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Can you talk about a little bit more about like how what you're doing is innovative? Because I think some of our listeners will think, like, okay, they're doing packaging, but, like, what what is the innovation there? Like, how is that connected to tech? I, I think our name's a little bit misleading when we say Alpine Packaging. And our father and mother put the word packaging in because back in their day, um, that was important because we do have the polyethylene side of our business mm -hmm. where we make the polyethylene bags and sleeves and sheets, and then we have the um, tape and label side of the business. 
So I think that's where the packaging then came in, but we are heavily into providing labels today. Yeah. Um, as far as innovation, being innovative, a lot of our customers come to us and will say, like this one particular customer, that he wanted scented labels, and we never did scented labels. Oh. And he says, well, if I provide the scent, can you figure out how to do this? And we did. And then we had another one just recently. It was apparel labels. We didn't have the tooling. And so we did some research, and we found the tooling, and now we're doing apparel labels. Mm-hmm. So can I have Earl Grey scented labels? Oh, okay. Well, I might remember that one day. I'll have, an, have a tea party, another tea party. Besides <laughs> our... Customers, our suppliers, you know, they provide different materials mm-hmm. and come up with a, a new um, stock or a new adhesive, and that helps us, you know, to promote and look into other markets based on that, that new product of theirs. And, and they provide webinars, and they also provide um, seminars at their locations, which my print products manager and myself usually attend, mm-hmm. so we get educated in that means. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it is amazing that... If you don't stay on top of what is happening out there today, your cu- your customers will be running right by you to your competitor. And that's that's a statement that we say all the time, and mm-hmm. we hear that in our industry, too. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking of seminars, that's how we met Innovation Works. Oh. Yeah, our, um, our bank had a seminar, and I attended, and... Um, she was there, and we met, and uh, shortly after that, we called on her and another company to help us locate um, RFID um, expertise, because our uh, customer came to us and uh, wanted an RFID label, and we had no clue what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so luckily, um, she, her company, Innovation Works, was able to assist us in uh, finding someone who was an expert in it. And, that's awesome. Us, uh, information that helped us greatly. And it took us all the way to even making prototypes. So it's not like we just got the information, mm-hmm. but we actually made um, mm-hmm. prototypes for the end user who was uh, requesting this. That's awesome. So, Afshan, can you talk a little bit about that first interaction and yes, absolutely. Yeah, how you've worked with Alpine? Yeah, uh, so Jill so, um, is right. We met at the seminar. And um, we were talking about the manufacturing initiatives that Innovation Works uh, provides to our region. And one of those is our Innovation Adoption Program. Um, so when um, I got invited to come here with Catalyst Connection, uh, our partner in economic development for us, we brainstormed right in this very room uh, mm-hmm. about uh, different ideas uh, about how to advance, at that time, an RFID solution for the after-tire aftermarket tire business that that um, Jill and Jan have in terms of a pretty large customer. Am I allowed to name the customer? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> pretty large customer. A Fortune 500. <laughs> yes. Nice. Um, <laughs> and in the course of that, um, uh, we brainstormed and found uh, a gentleman who is an RFID expert. Actually, he used to be right here in the region, uh, Steve Halliday. Um, and he worked closely um, with Jan and traveled down to South Carolina mm-hmm. uh, to uh, get the project started. Innovation Works, uh, uh, along with Catalyst, was here to support uh, the efforts, um, oversee the efforts, uh, provide some um, assistance and guidance and connections, 
and as well we met on a regular basis to understand the progress. And although that was a very innovative project because the RFID is not quite yet, well, it was, it's on its way to being uh, uh, able to be utilized with rubber. Um, the customer decided that uh, at that time it wasn't their priority. So we thought about what was the best way. Well, Jill and Jill had already started their investments into the digital printer. Mm -hmm. So we shifted gears and we started to work with them on their digital printer and to think about market research opportunities and new markets um, and, to, uh, and to assist in, um, in supporting their efforts to explore what other um, opportunities there were out there. Now, Afshan, just for our listeners' uh, education, can you explain a little bit more about what the IAP stands for, what it is, and you know, if other entities out there are interested, what, what they might be able to do to explore that option? Absolutely. So IAP stands for the Innovation Adoption Program, and it is available to manufacturers in our nine-county region. Um, and it, is, uh, it provides uh, process innovation support and product innovation support. We work with companies like Alpine uh, to uh, engage um, uh, a partnership with like a Catalyst Connection or an RFID expert. We provide part of the grant funding uh, based on a one-to-one -one match uh, with a repayment provision um, uh, upon uh, successful um, advancement of the company's uh, revenues. Um, and we essentially um, provide uh, business assistance and oversight in helping that project uh, come to fruition. And so as part of that, I'm delighted to say that Alpine Packaging, uh, since, uh, since completion of the project, um, has had a terrific increase, um, over, uh, over 2x increase in their revenues. Uh, and uh, from that perspective, they were very kind enough to repay the provisions so that other companies can Absolutely. use those funds. Well, that's just great. Have you, Jan and Jill, have you had the opportunity to share this experience with any other companies in the region with whom you've worked or connected just as a means of best practice sharing and getting to know, uh, you know, partners, if you will, in the community? Yeah, we always, we always bring mm -hmm. up Innovation Works because they did help us immensely. I feel that we wouldn't be where we are today. We would not have leaped that high to be at the level of understanding of how to be innovative, especially in the RFID field, or even smart labels. Like Everyone's going to be going to smart labels. Today they even have um, where you can put a label on that can tell when a bottle of alcohol, for instance, in the, um, the bartender will know when the alcohol gets low enough and will have to reorder. So it's pretty amazing out there what all the labels can do today. That's awesome. So as you're, how, how big, how many employees do you have? Currently it's 38. Okay, so like this, yeah. it's small, right? Yeah, and so small. what are the, can you talk about some of the benefits of, uh, for your customers to be able to work with a small team like this? Because I would imagine you are able to be a lot more innovative because you're a small team and you're able to, like the digital printing, being able to take that on and the RFD stuff and, and the sense, um, being willing and able to do stuff for your customers that maybe some big, big places wouldn't be able to. We do get that personal touch. Um, our employees, we treat as if they're family. And I think that's very valuable because in 
in a sense, what happens is when a customer has a project, we pull a team together and we evaluate the project. Sometimes the customer comes in, which is very beneficial when they can, and um, the different departments put their two cents in and we come up with the solutions. One of the things I've been pretty excited about is somebody had a concept and they called, called us and they came in and sat down with our artist and she did some um, sketches for them and some proofs for them. Today, I'm not going to name the customer, but that customer is purchasing millions of labels wow. from us. So we, we really do provide to our that's customers great. what their needs are. Yeah, that's wonderful. One of the ways that a lot of our companies and a lot of the folks who are out in the innovation community like to connect with um, whether it's manufacturers or suppliers or even other startups is through their social media and through uh, any of the interactions they can have online. So Jen and I, in some of our research, we took a look at your blog and we were both really, really inspired by some of your blog posts. And first, I'd love to hear more about how people can connect with you online, but I, next, I'd like to hear a little bit about the blog and how that really came about and, and where you're looking to take that next. Uh, we're very fortunate to have a um, outside uh, company who helps us with some of our blogs. Mm. Um, we'll, we'll give them s some ideas of what we want to communicate um, in our blogs. They'll prepare a month ahead, and then they'll share each day what's going to be posted, and Jill takes the time, to be honest, to review that mm. and make sure that you know that everything is what we wanted to say and make sure the links are there. Mm -hmm. If I may jump in, um, as, as Jill and Jen had mentioned earlier, that social media, this blog post, that was really important because it brought a very big customer. Mm -hmm. yes. Exactly. That's great. That's, I mean, we're seeing that even internally within yeah. Innovation Works with how we're connecting with new uh, partners, uh, with new companies, and just new ambassadors for, yeah. for the organization out in the community and even on a national level, that social media is really bridging that gap and creating the opportunity to connect, which it's kind of amazing because... You know, two, three years ago, uh, I'm not sure I would have been an advocate for it, and now I'm, I'm seeing the benefits uh, on both a personal and a professional level, so it, it's really super critical. Now, can folks connect with you on Twitter or Instagram and Facebook? Yeah? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. And so we'll make sure to link all of that so customer or so folks in the community can connect with you. We want to make sure you increase your followers and your friends and all of that. Wonderful. So one other question before I think we wrap up. I... I'm curious, and I know your last blog post was about this, so circling back to that very briefly, was being a women-led business. Mm -hmm. And that is so critical right now. So, you know, women who are in the engineering, computer science, in the product field, whatever it might be, to see that there are companies out there that are being led by women, and they are being successfully led by women. And also for all of our listeners, we are a full room of ladies, which is really <laughs> exciting. So we'd love to hear more.
by herself with my dad was on the road. And I think Hutter has inspired us, so we did not hesitate to run the company ourselves as women. Mm. And I think it was her that really inspired us. She did. And then back when I was younger, like when I was around 12, in the summertime, I was so intrigued by my father's sales that I would get dressed up and go on sales calls with him. So that was something that fascinated me. So this, our parents have really been great role models and molded us to, but they didn't push us into this area, but they molded us to that if we wanted to come into this business, they guided us on what to do. I love the way you're talking about, like, they made you sort of start at the bottom and you were sleeping floors and you then were moving up. Um, do you have kids that will be taking on the business someday, or, um... Well, my two boys are here. Uh, Chase <laughs> oh, awesome. and Chad. Uh, Chase just turned 26, and he graduated from Miami of Ohio um, in 2015 with a marketing and entrepreneurship degree. So when he arrived, the digital press arrived, and I said, here you go, Chase. <laughs> Here's the press. Figure it out. And he has. He's figured the whole entire digital part of our business. That's from awesome. pricing to running the press to taking care of any problems that we may have. That's great. So that's pretty, pretty exciting. And um, Chad just graduated a couple weeks ago from Miami of Ohio also <laughs> with an engineering manufacturing degree. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, he has also, like we, during our breaks when we were younger, mm-hmm. worked here and learned the business. So he's going to do outside sales with um, Joel's husband, John and travel a little bit with me to meet some of the larger accounts. Cool. And my daughter, she is the vice president of Alpine Packaging. Um, she does live in um, Louisiana. However, thank goodness for uh, FaceTime and Skype. Uh, Skype. <laughs> uh, when we have our shareholder meeting, she's right there with us. And um, my, um, I'm hoping someday that she'll move back and be a part of the company. Um, I myself did. I was gone for 18 years, mm-hmm. and I came back. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping the same thing happens to her that she eventually comes back to Alpine. And my children and Jill's children get along beautifully yeah. too. So we really would work so well as a family. So we are hoping that everyone's here on their Alpine's roof. <laughs> so before you both mentioned that you were encouraged by your parents to go and seek employment somewhere else prior to coming and working for the family business, which I think is really, really valuable. Uh, one, you know, you're getting an outside perspective, which I think is always important. And and two, you're coming in with something fresh and you're learning uh, from a different place. So we'd love to know, even if you're not comfortable sharing the places where you both worked, some of the skills and the experiences you gained from these other places of employment before returning back to the family business. Well, believe it or not, I went back to my high school and taught business in my high school. <laughs> wow. So that was a little different, but I, I did enjoy it. And um, I think just realizing that you have to be yourself and you have to be able to share. And being a teacher, you have to do those things. And if you don't care, then you're not going to do well with the students. And so coming back and then working with the employees after working with students, mm-hmm. um, some of them were younger, and it was easier for me to connect with them and get better, that's com- great. better communication. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, after I graduated from um, college, 
I took advantage of my degree in packaging engineering, and my first job was uh, quality control. So I, I got to uh, understand that aspect of, of, of the company. And then um, I was there for several years, and then I went on to purchasing, purchasing packaging materials. Yeah. And it give, gave me an opportunity to visit other um, printing companies and um, other suppliers and, and, and their companies. Um, and then after that, I ended up uh, moving again. <laughs> and I ended, ended up in Cincinnati, and uh, I ended up working for the Cincinnati Reds. Wow. In their marketing department. Yeah. So it really helped me learn all those different parts of a business. Yeah. And um, I, that, that did greatly benefit me. Um, the only thing is I was gone for 18 years, yeah. and I missed my family. Um, and uh, it was funny because I lived next door to the business. The house became available. My father called me on the phone, and I was in Cincinnati. He says, you have no more excuses. I even have a house for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I did return. And, um, and I did share with, with Jan and my brother, who was with um, us at the time, uh, my experiences, so it, it does help. Well, that's, that's great. Yeah. It sounds like you were welcome back with open arms. Yes, and absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and that both of you brought a lot of really valuable experience, often times that you wouldn't necessarily learn in business school. So yeah. that's great. So I think our last question is to all of you about, and maybe Afshan, you can start, um, advice that you would give to a startup that maybe is in the similar space as Alpine, um, just about getting started. Um, so, so I think I think we can take some inspiration from uh, from both Jill and Jan about um, about Alpine and about building it. Um, I think one thing that's really important is perseverance. Uh, there have there's always ups and downs in business, um, but as I think uh, both uh, Jill and Jill have demonstrated, um, that learning never stops. That that um, idea for research and new developments, for tapping your suppliers, tapping your customers, tapping the associations and organizations that you're a part of, never does stop. So from that perspective, for um, entrepreneurs and people uh, uh, building their business, it's perseverance and exploring and learning continuously. Um, Jan and Jill, whether they're looking at process improvement and product improvement, and looking at new markets. When we were working on applications for the digital printer, we talked about wineries. We talked about mm -hmm. uh, food labels uh, that are unique. Um, and so they were able to provide a whole lot more uh, value for their customers, retaining their existing customers and building, building a new customer base. So that's, I think that's exactly. super important. Um, one other thing, as I said, in terms of perseverance and resiliency, uh, uh, Alpine over several years ago experienced uh, uh, changes in their main customers and so they were able to weather that storm and build a diversified customer base. Mm -hmm. Am I right? That's correct. correct. Um, and uh, that is also super important uh, for companies. Never put all your eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. That's right. We did learn that the hard way when a recession hit. We did mm -hmm. have all our eggs pretty much in one, one large customer and um, it taught us a good lesson. And we did diversify into different markets back mm -hmm. then. We got into the food industry and beverage industry and janitorial. So as hard of a lesson it, that it was at the time, 
it proved to be something that has definitely benefited Alpine. Mm -hmm. And if I may jump in here one more time, um, you mentioned this earlier, Jen. Mm -hmm. uh, the customer responsiveness and the customer service shows that Jen and Jill are competing not just against other label manufacturers in the United States, but globally. Mm -hmm. Correct. Um, and, and that is something that um, I, I don't believe you want to be the lowest price. Uh, you're competitive, but not the lowest price. Correct. You have to place a value on that responsiveness to your customer, that close, uh, both uh, geographic close and, and uh, f you know, focus on that customer. And uh, I believe that it gives them a, a global advantage. Um, I would say that the important thing is take advantage of the resources in your area. In Pittsburgh, we're very lucky. We have universities. We have different um, organizations um, for small businesses. Um, that and that, that's why I tell a lot of our um, other friends who have their own business, it's amazing what's out there. And some of it, well, I would say a lot of it's free. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Anything else? Um, I would say that even our competitors are our friends. This printing mm. industry is a small industry, believe it or not. And uh, we help each other. Uh, whether it be like, can you do this because we can't? and you partner in that respect, mm -hmm. or if you're just having trouble with a particular job on press, you can reach out to them. But we also do belong to um, a couple different organizations, and our industry has Tag and Label Manufacturing Institute, which TLMI, and we have a meeting conference every March and every October. And we get together with our fellow competitors in, of label printers, mm -hmm. And that's the time that we share and learn, and they bring in great speakers and just teach us um, how to be better owners or management mm -hmm. or even how to get your employees more involved. So that's why it's really important. You can't just sit behind a desk. You have to get out and use the resources that are out there and use the organizations mm -hmm. that are out there, too. So informative. Well, thank you, ladies, so much. We really enjoyed learning more about Alpine Packaging and how you've worked with Afshan with Innovation Works, and uh, we hope the listeners enjoy listening too. Thanks, everyone. Thank you very much. Thank you. What a great conversation with Jan and Jill and Afshan. Uh, we got to take a tour of the facility while we were out there, and we'll be uploading photos to our social media, so definitely take a look there. Their facility is so cool. Um, and, you know, this is a company taking packaging, packaging to into the 21st century with um, RFID readers and, um, you know, they're working with another one of our companies um, that have gone through Alphalab gear. So they're really doing amazing stuff. Uh, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. We really enjoyed recording it. So until next time, listeners, enjoy that caffeine as you innovate something great. Pam and Jen, signing off. Caffeinated Innovation is a product of Innovation Works Inc., a Ben Franklin technology partner. Our theme music is by a startable Pittsburgh alum, Ethan Ziegler, and it's called Bring the Soul. For more episodes, you can find us at innovationworks.org slash caffeinatedinnovation.